0: I'm Carol Speakerman, and this is Speakerman Speaks Retail, presented by Market Scale. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Speakerman Speaks Retail, where we navigate retail from now to next through my latest retail trajectories with tools, tactics, and takeaways that are geared for wherever you play in retail. So, if you're a retail watcher and you're looking to create a business that aligns with where retail's going next, you're in the right place. Myth busting is one of my favorite pastimes. So I thought we'd kick off today by busting one of the biggest retail myths right off the bat, that everything's a race to the bottom on price and that consumers care about price above everything else. It's just simply not true. Consumers care about a lot of other stuff and there are all kinds of non-price levers that you can start pulling right now. And we're going to focus on one of them in today's episode. Convenience. According to some recent retail studies, convenience is emerging as a top choice driver for shoppers and one that surpasses price in more and more situations. So, this is great news because it means, first of all, that not everything is a race to the bottom on price for retailers that kill with convenience, and also that shoppers are often willing to pay more in order to get it. But here's the rub. The data also shows that different consumers define convenience in different ways, and even the same consumer can look at it differently depending on the category they're shopping, the occasion, or even the time of day. So I call this trajectory the convenience conundrum because as important as convenience is, and it's very important, it's harder than ever to pin down and act upon. So this is our trajectory for today. We're gonna talk about how to tackle it, how this convenience conundrum is manifesting in retail right now, and as always, we're going to track where it's going next and what you can do about it. These shifting sands of convenience are why retailers are going crazy with all kinds of options, from drive up to drive through, from click and collect to robotic kiosks to same day delivery and mobile checkout. They know that they've got to provide these options to keep customers from jumping off their platforms. Because if shoppers want that instant gratification, or however they define it, and they can't get it from one place, they'll just get it someplace else. Amazon's largely responsible for raising the bar so high to where consumers have these expectations to begin with, you know, particularly in the digital space. But Amazon also has been disappointing some shoppers lately as the corona crisis has marched on because Amazon started deprioritizing certain categories that they deem to be non essential. Now, this is kind of a consumer centric move on their part because they are prioritizing the categories that consumers want and need the most. But there is some disappointment involved because deliveries have moved out on other categories. And in some cases, availability is just gone. So, failing with convenience, even for a short period of time, can get consumers to pursue other options and maybe even jump off your platform forever. But I get asked all the time by the media which of these convenience options is everybody going to get behind? I mean, there's so many out there right now. Surely the goal is to narrow it down. Well, not really. My answer is, We're living in an all-of-the-above world because retailers have learned the hard way that they can't afford to corral shoppers into one or two options that are easier for retailers to execute or even more profitable. They've got to be in the business of providing choices. Choice, at the end of the day, is convenience. It's practically synonymous. Now, Walmart is a retailer that got this early on. They were creating and continue to create all of these new convenience options. In fact, just this week, they announced that they're going to be opening a store that focuses completely on self-checkout. Now, you can say, well, that's not a new concept. Amazon's been toying with this type of concept and other retailers as well. But it's not about a groundbreaking idea. And it's not even about whether this is the future for retail or the future even for Walmart. This is about providing choice. So even if it's not a home run, this may still stick around as just one of many options that consumers might find more convenient. But it's this march toward choice that's quickly turns stores from being perceived as liabilities by some retailers and into becoming assets in their convenience arsenals. Brick and mortar, the death of brick and mortar has been exaggerated for quite some time now. But now when it comes to convenience, brick and mortar is even more important. I mean, just when we thought that Amazon had redefined convenience as being a purely digital shopping experience, stores have reemerged as a big convenience enabler. So when you think about it, Amazon doesn't really offer that many choices, and that's one reason why they've been pushing into the brick-and-mortar space. They know they've got to be in the business of providing choice, and moreover, that true scale is no longer achieved in a single channel, even if that channel is digital. So some retailers are taking this to the next level, brick-and-mortar being the bastion of convenience particularly these European disruptors like Aldi. They've disrupted their home markets. Now they're coming over to the U.S. and attempting to build scale here and doing it by having really conveniently located stores. But dollar stores really exemplify all of the shifts that are happening on the convenience front. Dollar stores are still opening to the tune of tens of thousands of locations, and it's working really well, particularly in the corona crisis. Dollar General's same-store sales grew over 21% in the first quarter. Dollar Tree was up 15.5%. Now that's same-store sales, folks, and this is for chains that already have tens of thousands of locations, and they're operating during a really challenging time for retail. So Dollar General's over 16,000 locations are within five miles of 75% of the population. So for dollar stores like Dollar General, convenience has a multiplier effect. It accelerates the elements that are already major differentiators for these stores. In fact, Dollar General's CEO recently boasted that they do very good in good times and they do fabulously in bad times. And he would only make that boast because it's been true. Over time, they have continued to be successful during recessions and all kinds of other challenges, and the corona crisis is no exception. But there's a major shift underway with this convenience conundrum, and it's a shift of perception that's been brought on by the corona crisis. Because it turns out that all those choices that retailers were cooking up before the corona crisis hit, the ones I mentioned before, drive-through, curbside pickup, etc are now perceived as safety enablers. So I've taken to calling all of these moves happy accidents because the timing couldn't have been better for retailers that built them out. Retailers that built up their arsenals of options in the name of convenience are now benefiting from this shift in perception to it being all about safety. Going back to those dollar stores, the same attributes that make their stores more convenient being close to the house, easy to navigate, easy to get in and out of, and find what you're looking for, are the very ones that are increasing the perception of safety. So convenience and safety operate on a spectrum. That's another thing that they have in common. And it's a spectrum that changes based on all kinds of factors. For example, I might find home delivery for my groceries to be both safe and convenient. But tomorrow, I might find it just as convenient or even more so and safe enough if I'm driving by a store and I need to pick up a couple of ingredients for a recipe that night. This is just an example of how occasions can completely change the perception of convenience and why retailers have to offer so many choices. But retailers that built them out early are performing better than those that didn't because they're addressing these spectrums of choice. But going back to our episode two trajectory, which was buy, build, or bridge, retailers are not necessarily building these solutions themselves. In some cases, they are. In many cases, they're doing this through acquisition or they're doing it through strategic partnerships. That's how they're building up their convenience arsenals, which are now safety enablers. But either way, they're capitalizing on the link between convenience and safety. So I think you can see how viewing so much of what's happening in retail just through this lens of this one trajectory changes the conversation around why retailers are really doing what they're doing and also their tolerance for risk when they do. They're willing to keep a lot of these concepts out there just because they know they can't afford to cut them off if another retailer has them. That's how they'll lose customers and potentially forever. So let's get to our trajectory tracker takeaways, what all this means for wherever you play in retail, whether you're a retailer, a supplier, or a service or solution provider. I want to speak to you retailers first. And particularly independent retailers and franchisees and small to mid-sized operators. Because you guys can totally crack the convenience conundrum code. And you can DIY your way to doing it without putting forth any resources or maybe even free. For example, you can start taking phone orders if you don't have an e-commerce platform. I know some small retailers that have been doing this. I just recently spoke at a conference virtually where we were talking about some of the, the really cool ways that these independent operators are putting their own convenience options together, cobbling them together at little or no expense. And one of the ways you can do that is by taking phone orders. Uh, it's surprise, It can be surprisingly efficient if you've got the right person on the job, and it doesn't mean that you have to build out any kind of an e-commerce platform. You can have your customers text you when they're on their way to your store and have the goods ready for them. You don't have to have a special app to make that happen. You can create a dedicated pickup parking spot or drive up. That can be just as simple as throwing up an awning. You can invite customers to text problems that they're having, whether it's a picture of a space or a problem that they're trying to solve, in order to keep that engagement going before and after the sale. And you can definitely make it easier to buy accessories and those take-and-go items The old wisdom was to hide them in the back of the store so that you would make customers go through the store and start hopefully putting other things in the cart. But we now know that that's not a winning strategy, particularly during the corona crisis. What used to be fun, these treasure hunt environments and shopping and milling around, now creates stress. So much better to have those items in the front of the store to where customers feel comfortable and safe running in, grabbing them and heading out. And retailers of all sizes can quickly ramp up a lot of these capabilities through partnership. You don't have to build it yourself. There are plenty of other companies out there that are helping retailers build their convenience arsenals. That's why you see Instacart and Uber Eats and all these different companies supporting those initiatives. Either way, for retailers, this is an unprecedented opportunity to work out the bugs now and to do it under extreme conditions. Think of this corona crisis as your ultimate stress test and know that when you pass it, you're going to be ready for whatever's next. But I do want to give a word of caution. You have to know that once you do add capabilities, whether it's home delivery or something else, Shoppers look at that as a promise that you're making. The day that you launch that, the day you do it for the first time, is the day that it becomes part of your understood operating model. So you can't just flex in and out of these capabilities when it's convenient or when there are surges and things that make it more difficult to execute. Now for you brand marketers, question for you. Are you doing business with retailers that are killing with convenience and securing safety? and ones that are really champions of choice? Well, you should be because the more options that your retail partners are offering to consumers, the more ways they can sell your stuff. So I encourage companies to even do an audit of your customer base and to look at how that might be impacting your sales. Because if you're doing business with one Really good retailer that has lots of convenience options at the ready. You can do more business there in some cases than three or four other retailers that don't have any of that baked in. For you solution and service providers, think about what you do and how it enables convenience and safety. It's time to not be so literal about your business and maybe to think of new ways to frame what you already do. Can you reframe some or all of your capabilities as a way to solve retailers' convenience conundrums and the struggles that they're having with maintaining safety and giving a perception of safety to consumers? That feeling that you've got their backs and that you've got a safe environment for consumers to shop in. But regardless of where this corona crisis winds down... You have to know that retailers' attempts to crush it with convenience are only going to gear up. That is true for now, and it's definitely going to be true on the other side of the crisis. So I hope that you'll really be minding the store in that regard and looking at this convenience conundrum and how you can solve for it. So on that note, we're going to wrap up this episode of Speakerman Speaks Retail for Market Scale. I hope you'll continue to listen every other Thursday. Our next episode is going to break on July 2nd. And feel free to share it on social media and send your comments, your stories, your questions directly to me at carol at com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or just comment on Twitter, I'm retail expert, X-P-E-R-T. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.